Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. <laughs> I turned on your. Isn't that funny? I turned on yours and only yours. Uh, that's highly unusual. Usually, mine is the one that doesn't get turned on. There's irony. But it's always so much fun to watch you go into something and the mics aren't on. And, you know, it just warms my heart. Do you? Anything that messes me up. So there he goes again, Mister Non Compass Mentis. Makes you makes you happus, happus, non coppus happus, happus. All right, welcome on board, everybody. It's WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mister Joe is here. He was in the catbird yesterday. Thank you, Steve Kushaloff. We'll put you in for hundreds of dollars for putting up for uh, Joe McGranahan, and that is very much appreciated. What well, do I get for putting up with Steve? Although I like Steve, so we get along very say, well. You get a, you get a good feeling. <laughs> on the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or you can do as no one has done uh, today. Text us at 70236. That's the Text Connect system. That's an opportunity for you to connect with us. We also would notify you in case of uh, breaking national or local news, tornadic weathers, deceased notables, uh, and uh, did I say closed roads? Uh, These are some of the things we use the Text Connect system for, so we would invite you to, uh, and it's two-way communication. Same story with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. You can just uh, click on there and say text the newsroom, or you could uh, you could say call the newsroom or email the newsroom. It has buttons on the app just for that, so you can let us know what's cooking. But now it is time for the On the Mark uh, program. We've been starting out with some important items from the Be Kind a Month. I'm sure yesterday Joe told you to talk to someone who practices a different religion than you, so I spoke to some of the people who are the ultra-cult Trump followers. Today it is reach out you to... You consider s- that a religion? <laughs> they do. <laughs> I just... Uh, they have their own symbolism. We speak to each other every day. I'm a Catholic. You're a Lutheran. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, but <laughs> it says reach out in friendship and affection. Oh, brother. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're not going to do that to me. Anyway, reach out to someone whom you don't normally talk to is uh, who this is. So um, I would have to reach out to someone. Have you checked I each of these talk. off your list every day? Have you done every single one of these? Mm, I would probably think not. I haven't filled out the bottom of a receipt. In the way. I always do when I go to the post office, but not generally other places. Are you hoping to win $100 worth of stamps? Thank a store employee. <laughs> I do that all the time. I well, mean, I do that as well. Yeah, I, I think they're super duper. Um, let's see. Write a letter to first responders. No, I, I try to be very grateful for what they do. Could we do the flip side of this? Be snarky week. You know where you get back at people <laughs> oh. who have who have done you dirt. <laughs> 
Tomorrow's be snarky day, or as All Joe right. would call it, every day. Every day, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or as Joe would call it, Wednesday. Wednesday, right. <laughs> All right. So, yes, it is Be Kind with the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way, sponsored by Evangelical Community Hospital. Today, it's reach out to someone whom you don't normally talk to. So, it be, uh, should be uh, reach out to someone to whom you don't normally talk. Not ending the sentence <laughs> with a preposition, so let's get that straight. You can visit sunburymotors.com. Well, why not end a sentence with a preposition? It's better than a proposition. <laughs> <laughs> you can call us now. We've got open phones, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Got lots of things uh, cooking with the pandemic, so maybe you'd like to uh, talk about that. And uh, let's see. The state, the governor, is not interested in coming up with either a centralized registration in order to handle vaccine scheduling or a, uh, a centralized location sort of set up the max. Well, mass why doesn't he just do what, uh, what Governor Cuomo does, put the old people in the nursing homes and let them die from COVID, and then lie about it as Governor Cuomo is doing these days? Okay. Has, has, uh, I think Governor Wolf has been honest about this, but I don't think his message ever got through, you know, what really happened with nursing homes. So I don't think it's, it certainly wasn't there. as bad here in Pennsylvania. I don't fault Governor Wolf for that, but Governor Cuomo is just... I mean, he, he takes no responsibility for anything. Everything is somebody else's fault. And then he complains about President Trump doing that. He's even worse. He won't accept any responsibility for his actions. <laughs> well, it's funny. When the pandemic started, he was getting all these accolades for these daily news conferences and the updates. Pretty and his Emmy. Don't forget his uh, Emmy. Well, and, uh, <laughs> and people were saying, oh, my gosh, Democratic presidential candidate 2024. Right. You know? And now people are like, oh, my gosh, he'll never be governor again. Again, he's done. He can put a fork in him. He and Gavin Newsom. I mean, nobody has shut down more than the New York and California. And look at them. They're the worst states in the nation with respect to the virus. Is the, Which came first, though? Being the worst and then the shutdown? Or the shutdown doesn't, shutdown. Co- well, well, I shutdown think doesn't cause more spread? It, it, well, you would think, but how come it. it didn't? How come it didn't mitigate it in New York and California? I don't know. I really didn't follow those states. It's all I can do to keep up with Pennsylvania. But if they've mishandled it, I'm sure their voters will have something to say about it. If they've done well, they'll hopefully win another Emmy, and they can <laughs> go from there. Well, we don't see much about Pennsylvania now that Dr. Levine has moved on to Washington. Um, almost every day she was on the well, news. I haven't heard her replacement on the news yet. I think there's a lot of conversation in Pennsylvania about the lack of vaccine. And Friday's uh, declaration from the state should go a long way to start to ease that. A lot of hospitals were uh, what the states called hoarding the vaccine, so they'd have the second shot in hand. They're not allowed to do that anymore. They have to put, you know, 80% of what they get has to be uh, in arms within a week of receiving it. And, I mean, they took some other changes that I think. But as this, as the governor and the acting health secretary now say, the big issue isn't the, the way that's rolled out. It is with the lack of vaccine. And I, I'd kind of have to agree with him because whether you're going to Rite Aid or a wise pharmacy or even hospital or Geisinger, if they don't have the vaccine, they're not taking appointments well, you know, into the year ahead where you don't well, have any Nor vaccine. should they. I mean, if you can't see right. your way clear to giving somebody the shot, why give them false hope? And if you have the vaccine, like, for example, some people have vaccination appointments next week. Well, Geisinger and Evan may have that on hand now. 
So, you know, are they uh, are they are those the second shots that they're holding on to? And I don't know that answer. I mean, it could Well, our second shot is known. scheduled. My wife and I are scheduled Friday for our second shot. This coming Friday. This coming Friday. Oh, wow, boy, that was fast. Well, we had four weeks ago. Is we got our first shot. Wow. Right. It's four okay. weeks. Yeah, but it doesn't it make sense, though, to hang on to the second one if, if your goal is to give people immunity? Isn't it? Doesn't it make sense that if you give them the first shot, that you save, make sure you have the second shot to give them? All right. Well, we're going to venture into an area about which I know a tiny bit when I'm going to answer this. But I think the first shot gives you some immunity. Right. Fifty percent after four. Oh, okay. After well, two weeks, have, they say fifty percent. Okay. So you have that bit of immunity. Would you not like to have everybody with a little bit of immunity, and then uh, having perhaps some people waiting for their second shots? That's an argument you can make. I don't know which is the better of it. Well, I think the answer to your question depends on whether or not getting the second shot within a specific amount of time is critical to oh, the process. Right, right. I know for the shingles vaccine, if you don't get the second shot within the first uh, six weeks or seven weeks or eight weeks or whatever the time frame is, it almost negates the first one. It, you need both to have both, because I've had both, and they said, well, you got to get it here. Make sure it doesn't coincide with with your COVID vaccine. And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen for a while, so we're safe there. But in any event, um, so that's what hospitals are doing. And you, I think you can make an argument, and I think some countries are doing that. I know uh, in Britain, uh, uh, Bruce Johnson was on the uh, Face the Nation over the weekend and said they're doing first shots, first shots, first shots. You know, they, they aren't hoarding any. When they get it, it goes in somebody's new arm. People can get their second shots as soon as they can, but they're trying so to So they're do not first making shots. appointments for the second shot. Well, in other words, I, you just I, have to get back in line again and clear keep... about whether you get an appointment. He's just saying that, you know, 90% of their doses go into an arms and their first shots. I'm surprised that uh, I heard on Gordon Deal's program this morning something like 30% of people won't take the shot, won't take the vaccine. Yeah, that seems about right. That's amazing yeah. to me. Well, and that means 30% of healthcare workers, too. So you have folks that are ultra-informed on healthcare-related issues that don't want the shot. I met a nurse recently who said, no, thank you. You know, she didn't want it. She she thought it was either rushed or not enough research or, uh, I mean, she, maybe she just happens to be an anti-vaxxer. But, um, it's, it's a, you know, it was closely held belief to her. And, you know, I, I just well, thought, as well, as my we, wife said, we've got the first shot and neither one of us has grown a third arm or a, an extra eye. That or, you can see. <laughs> some it hasn't some other physical deformity. Huh? It hasn't developed vision yet, your third eye. No, not yet. It's right here in the center of my forehead. But seriously, I mean, you know, I... I I look at this, these drug companies have no reason to, you know, to, to hide. I mean, they can't hide the, the side effects, can they? They're not allowed. I mean, does well, the FDA no. do its job? I, I think there's side effects that are immediate, you know, sort of allergic-type situations. We don't know are. what the long-term app, right. uh, implications are because there are no long-term. Right. Nobody can tell you, well, I got my COVID vaccine two years ago, and now... But what do we know? We know great. that the long-term implications of getting the COVID virus could be very bad for you. Well, that's All true. sorts of things that could happen. Or, you know, uh, what is it, one-tenth of... Or no. Some people never get their smell and one, taste back, at least. One percent, uh, one-tenth of one percent. I forget what the statistic, statistic nationwide is. I'm going to say this, but it may not be right. One-tenth of one percent don't survive getting COVID. You know, it's a, certainly a small statistic. Odds are that won't happen to you. But, you know, this year in the U.S., we're going to bury a half a million people. We're going to bury 10,000 Pennsylvanians because of this. So, 
Um, and now we're into the region where you know people who've died from COVID. Right. You know, but I think it's I think there's still some of these people that don't want it. I think it's still the political thing that Donald Trump did this. He gave us mm. this vaccine. He rushed it. It's going to be serious. We're all going to die if we take it. You know, and really, I think if of all the things that President Trump did, some terrible, some not so terrible, some good, making the push to get the vaccine was about the best thing he could have done to put an end to the pandemic, you know. And so he gets – I heard people say, uh, even yesterday, I think somebody on the air, maybe, maybe it was Steve, said uh, the president – yeah, it was Steve – said that President Trump was responsible for the 300 and some thousand deaths. That's insane. You know, if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have the vaccine and we wouldn't have the potential to, to put this to an end. Well, I like your we were t- when we were talking about gas prices four years ago, you said presidents aren't as responsible for gas prices as they take credit for, nor as responsible as they get blamed for. True. A- and I would imagine that this is very comparable. You know, President Trump certainly could have done things to hamper the formation of no a vaccine doubt. and did not. Uh, Pfizer, which developed theirs faster, didn't use the U.S. money that was made available to them. So, you know, you could argue that maybe with the expedited approval project that the president made sure it was happening, that they're, I think it was, what, mid-December, the first time anybody got their but shot. If all he did was keep the pressure up, that's that's a step in the okay. right direction because we have never had a vaccine developed so quickly. Now, I understand some people might be hesitant to take it because of that. You know, that it was expedited. It was expedited. Oh, it's so fast. We don't know what the implications are. But, you know, I think right now we have a lot of shots in arms, not as many as we want, but we have a lot of shots in arms and we have some empirical evidence as to whether or not that creates a problem. And so far, it doesn't seem to. Well, and they say this type of vaccine does not create a hazard. This is a type of vaccine that is very specific to this type of uh, virus and doesn't doesn't do the kind of things with uh, cells to build up defenses that other vaccines do, sort of more more organic vaccines. This is one that attacks this particular virus, and that's really its only job. And that... um, the new the variants are also susceptible to it. Well, given so, my age, what are the, I mean at this time at my age, what are the what are the implications of not taking it? If I get it, I'm obviously because of my age at risk. I could you know, even though my health is excellent, it, I could wind up as you point out dying from it because healthy very healthy people have. I heard a story about one guy who was in his fifties. Uh, he uh, was an exercise freak. You know, worked out every day. He got it. Developed ate, ate well. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Did everything right, and he got it and wound up dying from it. So, Mm. you know, I want to see my grandkids again. Uh, You know, I want to be able to hug my grandsons. And for another 30 years, I might die. I would hope so. (laughs) Well, 30 (laughs) on the high end, but anyway. uh, You you talk about people's mental health. I think it's hard on all of us, families that can't see one another, you know, grandparents that can't see their grandchildren. Uh, But, you know, this offers a chance to, to, to come back to normal. COVID fatigue right. is happening. All right, we got a caller waiting to talk about vaccines. Stand by, Eric. We're going to have to hit this break. Uh, but if you have anything else you'd like to talk about, feel free. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we do have a couple of emails uh, pending. Most of those uh, kind of relate to, to uh, the conversation that was held yesterday related to... Get your hand off that mouse. <laughs> get related to... I'm just checking to see what the topics are. Yeah, it they was relate President to, Trump to and the President 
acquittal. Trump and tr- President Biden, so uh, we can do that. But uh, we can uh, look at those emails as the show goes on, and uh, you can participate with new ones on the market, WKOK.com. Email us on the market, WKOK.com. Call us, 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about the vaccines right at the moment. We can switch to the insurrection and election-related uh, topics as the show goes on, one 800 This winter has been brutal, but at least I can still get around in my new all-wheel drive Kia from Sunbury Motors Kia. Sunbury Motors Kia makes getting around easy with the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Kia Serrano. You'll love the new look inside and out. Sunbury Motors Kia has six in stock with 1.9% financing for up to 66 months. 2021 Kia Serrano's start at 31490 That's not the only all-wheel drive Sunbury Motors Kia has to help you get around. The 2021 Kia Sportage is ready for winter adventures and starts at 23464 And there's 23 to choose from. Also, check out the 2021 all-wheel drive Seltos and K5. Remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Let the adventure begin at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Financing through KMF. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see dealer or go to Kia.com. Welcome back to KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Eric's been waiting patiently. The subject of vaccines. Good morning, sir. You're on the Mark. Morning, gentlemen. Welcome back, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, so the vaccines, I've been blessed to be able to get uh, both my shots uh, as a result of my part-time job in a peripheral industry. Um, but the only reason that the shots were available for what I do is because when they initially rolled them out back in January in uh, one of our rural counties, um, they had loads of vaccine opened up and uh, they couldn't get enough people to show up with arms. So they called other industries and i'm one of those i work with and we were able to get our shots and then the second one was was scheduled through um first shot hurt a little bit second shot hurt less but a little bit more uh uh malaise the second day after but no problem you know uh, recommend the shots but uh part of i think the problem is the fact that uh from our former president downplaying this this virus and still people out there who believe this is all a hoax there are still so many people I talk to who believe this is still a hoax being perpetuated by one party over another to make the former president look bad. They still believe that, and it's not. And, and that, that's very frightening that people are still holding on to those beliefs and are delaying getting shots. And now that they're waking up, now, of course, now the, the big pe- uh, bubble is trying to get shots, and, and they're going to have to wait. And so unfortunate. I, I think the message that were being put out there and still being put out there by some folks that, that this is somehow just, you know, a big hoax. Uh, that's not what I'm hearing. I'm hearing people that object to it because they worry that uh, we don't have enough information about the long-term impacts of it. I have heard that, too, You just but, want to make it but, political. <laughs> but, but what I'm telling you is, is what I have and what some of my family members, my wife is on Facebook, I am not, and what they're saying, and have to continue to say, this this is not this is not uh, uh, a pandemic. The, the numbers are all hyped up. Uh, every old person who dies, they're just writing them down as a COVID because they get some sort of kickback from it. If this was a pandemic, then why you know it's just a normal flu, and our our flu numbers are down. So these are all the arguments that are are being out there 
uh, Joe. I mean, we see them. My wife sees them on her Facebook, and frankly, from some of her relatives from some of the more rural counties around here. This, this, this is the facts that people, at least what we've been seeing. Well, there's still people out there that think the election was stolen. That, strangely enough, that came up yesterday. This uh, Chester County Republicans are going to censure um, Pat Toomey, and and the core of their resolution is that the election was stolen, and Toomey did nothing to help retrieve it from the thieves. Even even after <laughs> President Trump got sick. The, the people still deny it. People you know, well, he it. then he recovered so quick. So, so oh, well, maybe it's out there, but it, it's just minor and everything. And people are still believing this, and and frankly, people are still dying. Uh, you know, this is real. Uh, sign up for the vaccine, get it. It, it, you know, the side effects. At least my family's experience. My parents are elderly. Uh, we discussed that before, and uh, they were able to sign up early on the uh, Geisinger portal, and they got their shots. Uh, First ones late last month, and get the next ones uh, next week up and up at the, uh, outside of Danville. And right. that that process, by the way, is working very well. Uh, Channel 16 had a big, big demonstration. The one day it was closed because of the weather. Uh, they're doing a fantastic job up there. The guys here, folks, are and getting people through and very efficient. Yeah, that's where we got ours. I agree with you. They have it well, well organized. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The news department doesn't do stories about ten thousand shots a day going in successfully. We only do <laughs> stories about the two hundred that get turned away. Yeah, I don't know if we have any more time, but Joe, I just got a quick question. You know, back to politics. Where do you think the Republican Party is nationally is, is heading? Uh, do you think it's going to line up behind Mr. Trump as the uh, minority leader from the uh, House of Representatives went, went to him a couple weeks ago? Or do you think the party's going to be, you know, looking ahead, looking ahead to, to have some, some, some more true Republican leadership? Well, it would depend in some to some extent on whether or not there is an investigation into the events of January 6th and what that investigation shows. Uh, I think the Democrats rushed to judgment in filing impeachment charges before they knew what crimes had been committed was a mistake. Uh, but I think there should be a thorough investigation, and I think that if, if that investigation reveals that Donald Trump was complicit or he was on the phone with Vladimir Putin, as somebody had suggested during this, I would think that he would not uh, would not wind up being any anything influential in the Republican Party. On the other hand, if it turns out that he did what is what his best to try and stop it, uh, he may exercise. Uh, I was going to say exude some influence in the future Republican politics, but. I don't think he'll ever be a candidate again. I don't think he could win again. That's just my personal opinion. And I, uh, t- even though you put the question to Joe, I have an opinion about this. I think the party would have to peel away from President Trump. You know, you asked, will they join with President Trump? I think they're already firmly in his camp and and following him and interested in what he says and what he does. He's still the leader of it. And now, in the years ahead, will there be some sort of fringe Republican Party that forms that's more independent uh, than the Trump-related party? Party. I certainly hope so, but I, I, at, at now, something big would have to happen for people to stop following President Trump. I mean, in some ways, I told Joe before we started that I spoke to one of our, our good local residents who's a very strong President Trump supporter, and uh, it's almost like a cult. It's almost like a religion, you know. <laughs> I would say, well, President Trump could shoot somebody on <laughs> on Main Street and get away with it, but he, we've already said that, so we already know that to be true. 
So, And incidentally, Eric, one of our good listeners responding to your important words today said, Wow, Eric, still blaming Trump? Trump? How pathetic. The vaccine well, is... Well, I am just what? sharing what we, we are seeing through through the folks we know in some of these rural counties. I know. I'm, they, ju- I'm just telling you what the I'm, letter I'm says. I'm just saying. I'm just saying what I, I see <laughs> okay. out there. And uh, and it, it, they they will... These folks have, have uh, cast their lot with Trump. And if he runs again, just as how many listeners said yesterday, including Dan from New Berlin, uh, I hope he runs again because I'm right behind him. They don't care. They won't listen to the media because President oh, Trump well, says that's fake news. And so <laughs> they'll, they'll listen to whatever he says and turn <laughs> off everything else. And they they will vote for him. They will vote for him again. Well, the number of people that are scary. the number of people that are there for his bad behavior, I think, is rather limited. The number of people there for the policies that he espoused and implemented, I think, is a ra- rather large number. And I think actually it could become, if the Democrats fail in this uh, next two year cycle, I think that could become the dominant force in American politics going forward. Trumpism without Trump. Yeah, twenty twenty two is going to be such a huge year. Thank you so much, Eric. Yeah, appreciate thanks, Eric. that. Yeah, to answer the questions that Eric was asking. Joe, read this. I'll walk you through this All right, I saw it. Wow, Eric, still blaming Trump. How pathetic. The vaccine is out there, but Biden is failing in the distribution of it. There was a plan in place by Fauci's own admission from Trump, but since it was um, was Trump's plan, Biden says it isn't good enough. Biden's plan... And we're missing something. Seems to fail. Oh, seems to be oh, seems to be a fail. Okay, <laughs> I check off the next place to go, Joe. We've been doing this. I'm for sorry. Months. Well, it, it resurfaced. It well, kind of flashed the on me. Are smaller now. It's only right. doing 100 characters. Oh, brother. All right. So that takes care of that. There's five emails pending. Uh, we'll get into those. Uh, you wanted to read one of them right away. Was yes, this, this one. one. Okay. Uh, this is from Dick. He says, Joe, even though I'm not able to call during your program hours, I listen almost every day. At times, I couldn't tell you exactly why. I am a religious, God-believing person attending church on a regular weekly basis. My only point, a few of your regular callers interject far too much religion, quoting scripture to make their points as they lecture us on their Bible beliefs. Perhaps my church is different. Even during the past election season, there was no politics interjected during our services from the pulpit or from the congregation. Now my main point, Joe, do you realize how many times with many callers you come back with you are missing the point? Obviously, most of us can't comprehend events at your level. I am well aware. (laughs) I've told you about this. Ben, Ben in his own mind knows so much more than the callers. I guess there are two hosts that are know-it-alls. I feel really bad for the rest of us dummies listening. Thanks for setting us straight. Well, you're happy. I'm, uh, you're welcome. I'm always happy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's right. You, you do. You, when somebody d- disagrees with you, say, well, you're missing my point. It's like, no, you're wrong, Joe. That's the issue. <laughs> this is WK, okay? Says you. Sunbury. <laughs> News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me and opposed to everything I've ever said on this show, except this. On the mark is sponsored with the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Yes, sir. Just shows you get something right once in a while. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, as long as I stick to the written page you've right. given me. All right. Our toll-free line is open, 1-800-795-9565. All our emails that are left over relate to, to uh, the insurrection and the acquittal of uh, President Trump over the weekend. And so we can chit-chat about that and read the emails. Uh, we have talked about vaccinations a little bit earlier in the pandemic, so uh, we can chit-chat about that. Uh, 1-800-795-9565. Or maybe there's a third topic you'd like to discuss. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com or text us at 70236. We do have some brief news headlines here. The valley received a glaze of sleet and freezing rain. Temperatures are right around the freezing mark now. We're up to about 35 degrees. We waited until Joe got into the building today to salt the front steps just so that there could be a potential hazard there. But untreated surfaces are slippery. PPL says they yes, still I have... I foiled a... you. I made it in safely. Oh, I know. I was so shocked. Oh, no. Just kidding. Uh, they have about 100 power outages in the valley centered in the Point Township, Montour Ridge, Elysburg area. Richfield had 600 outages earlier today down in Junianta County. AccuWeather says we're also getting another 48 inches of total accumulation on Thursday, so something to look forward to around here. PennDOT had travel restrictions on Route 54 on Natalie Mountain. I got in trouble earlier today for calling it Natalie Mountain. Um, and there were also restrictions on I-80, 180, 81, 83, 99, 15, and 44, along with a short section of 147. All of those restrictions are now lifted. thought you were going to say hike. <laughs> yes, Sound like a football signal. Bingo. Uh, most Pennsylvania residents have been urging state officials to create a centralized vaccine registration system or at least a central location where vaccines uh, can be procured. But the governor said uh, this week he is not interested in starting the centralized uh, system or a new telephone system or email or electronic system that folks can use. The acting Secretary of Health, Allison Beam, said in a news conference that providers are in fact fake keeping their own registration systems, but finally having enough vaccine in hand would help. We have heard a preference from providers to not be duplicative in putting out additional software. Providers have invested, and where they have invested, we should allow them to utilize that technology. The governor says forming a centralized system uh, to schedule vaccines is one of the items on the agenda for the newly formed legislative task force. I like that word, duplicative. All right. Yeah, she, she's she's pretty articulate. Uh, or syllable see. word. Well, it's funny, though. <laughs> she speaks in the same sure, short manner that Dr. Levine did. You know, 100% certain about the things that she knows, the uh, comments that she makes no longer than they need to be. Just uh, really quick, clear questions and answers uh, when she talks to the media. Fair enough. We have two headlines from the statewide wire today. First is from Trib Live. You might know it as the Pittsburgh Tribune Review is the newspaper that Joe should be reading. It says physical groups uh, say they are deeply troubled that the Pennsylvania Department of Health plans, I'm sorry, physician groups, I said physical groups, physician groups say they're concerned that the Department of Health plans to remove primary care providers from the list of people permitted to administer the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, as you may know around here, some primary care providers have been on the front lines, including family practice centers and your primary care providers at even hospital and uh, Geisinger. Quote, this 
this is a time when we need all hands on deck so we can get the majority of people vaccinated as quickly as possible, unquote, says Tracy Conti, a physician and president of the Pennsylvania Academy of Family Physicians. Quote, when it comes to vaccine distribution, it's not one size fits all, she said. Uh, they are hoping that the state secretary and the governor uh, do not uh, cut out smaller family practice, physician practices like the Paganas and Sunbury and other places in favor of just the Geisinger and Evans of the world. Uh, they say this will still be the family practice centers uh, to use them as a uh, uh, generic term, not specifically them, uh, will still be a great place to get uh, vaccines. About 1,700 providers statewide have stepped up uh, providing the vaccination. The trouble, of course, as you know, is that uh, there's a lack of vaccine to all of the providers. And then finally, uh, one other item, uh, Pennsylvania's Republican Party is planning a meeting to potentially censure U.S. Senator Pat Toomey amid a growing Republican backlash over his vote to convict President Trump during the former president's second impeachment trial. County party chair said the state uh, GOP chairman Lawrence Tabas emailed them shortly after Saturday's impeachment vote to tell them about a meeting being planned to discuss the Senate's action. That meeting is expected to involve a discussion about censuring Toomey for his vote, which made him one of seven Republicans uh, to vote uh, to convict President Trump of incitement of insurrection. Now, we found one of these uh, whereas resolutions. This is the one that's from Western Pennsylvania. Which one was it? Westmoreland County. Some, one, some county well, I thought in you said uh, Washington County. I thought you okay, said. Okay, is that what it was? Yeah, thank you. I don't, I don't have it in front of me. But anyway, it basically rebukes uh, Senator Toomey for not being Republican enough and for uh, voting to convict President Trump. The one from Chester County that was tweeted out this morning uh, says that the election was stolen and Toomey hasn't been an ally to people trying to stop the steal. Can you believe it? These are rational Republicans from Chester County uh, saying the, uh, the, the, the first whereas is since the election was stolen. And then it goes on to say how bad a job Senator Toomey's doing. You said one of them called attention that we shouldn't contribute to Senator Toomey. Toomey right. right, don't give him any money. Well, that's irrelevant to him if he's not running again. I think, um, didn't Mitch McConnell tell the Republicans to vote their conscience? Mm-hmm. You know, well, and I thought I, that's what he did. I have no problem with it. I mean, I can see how, even though I would not have voted to convict the president, because I still think he wasn't a sitting president at the time, and I still think that the impeachment and that whole process is designed to remove a sitting president, not somebody who's already out of office. If there's liability, I believe it should be criminal liability. That having been said, you know, I don't see anything wrong. I can which, understand how people could arrive at the conclusion that he was guilty of the charge that was filed. Which Mitch McConnell mentioned, right, that the potentiality of criminality still exists. Right, and and I think that's where it should be addressed. You know, if the Democrats had conducted an investigation first and found out what really happened on the on January 6th, you know, looked into it thoroughly and completely, but they were just in such a rush to start impeachment before he got out of office. Now, granted, he probably would have been out of office before an investigation was completed. Well, but so that that that's their political agenda. They wanted to impeach him. They had two weeks to do it. Well, and I think the other aspect is because in their rush to judgment, uh, they selected one of the most difficult things in any courtroom to prove, and that's incitement. Uh, You know, unless you see, you know, President Trump on the steps of the Capitol with a bullhorn saying, go, 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 but uh, which, you know, obviously didn't happen. But they 
left on the table what would have been the easiest one to prove dereliction of duty. duty. I agree. So, so you well, then know, there was talk they were going to try to amend and, that know. in the middle of the proceeding and oh, to throw that include in, duty, right? Ray. Well, I guess, but yeah, I mean, can't, it, can't amend it after you're already in the in the system. They were prisoners of their own device. I mean, they they had to rush this. They had to get it in. Nancy Pelosi wanted them to vote on it. You know, so what did they do? They blew their chance. If he if he is to be held accountable, now it's in the courts, and I guess that will be determined by whatever. I don't know who the ruling or who the jurisdictional authority would be to determine whether charges should be filed against the president. It would, there would have to be uh, an investigation first. In other words, there has to in be the specific US Department of Justice, right? Yeah. There has to be specific charges that can be brought against him, specific violations of law. If they find them, I suspect they'll bring them out. But, you know, now they're talking about, is there going to be a special commission? Is there going to be a special prosecutor? A 9-11 commission. Right. So maybe they've got the they've locked the barn door after the horse is long gone. But still, <laughs> there may be something here going forward. Well, and I, so, you know, in what way do we move forward further investigating President Trump? I like the 9-11 commission because it seems to me we dropped the ball on a couple Well, we do need to know what happened that. there, exactly what happened so, there. Who was responsible? I don't think it would lead to charges against – personally, I don't think it would lead to charges against President Trump. If you can't get him for incitement, everything else is just peripheral there. But if he was on the phone with people urging them on, if he was on the phone with somebody like Vladimir Putin, <laughs> as we somebody had, had suggested – people on the record. Just ignoring people who are telling you to take action – doesn't it doesn't involve incitement. It's not an active thing. No, but it could be dereliction of duty. If someone tells you that you're on the phone having a personal conversation with somebody and someone says, hey, they're burning the Capitol down, you need to take action, and you don't, that's dereliction of duty. Right. Yeah, that would have been easier to prove. All right. So, yeah, and Mitch McConnell said as much in his post. What did you think of Mitch McConnell's post? Well, he's getting a lot speech. of flack. I guess maybe somebody will try and censure him, too. But I think he had, a, he had a point. I mean, I think he had a point. The president does bear some responsibility for this. And like Governor Cuomo, he won't accept any personal responsibility. And yet, there it is. It's it. He he did say the things he said. Granted, the Democrats have used the same words. I mean, Joe Biden said he wanted to take Trump out and behind the woodshed and beat the heck out of him. You know, that's, <laughs> that's violence. Right. You well, know, and they use the word fight. How many times have we said? I mean, every cheerleader in America should be arrested for go telling fight go team. fight team, right? <laughs> go fight win. Well, I guess yeah. So you can't that. Uh, the, but I don't think the they're inciting violence. I don't think the. Uh, Senate trial really focused as much on fight as the defense focused on. You know, they wanted but they, to... yeah, but it did. Mark, they they put all their eggs in that basket. Fight like hell, well, no, ignoring the fact that he said, they, "Go there peacefully and they patriotically." Used his rhetoric for the past two months, not just that speech. But how do you incite people over a two-month period? Why wasn't the charge brought in the second week, or the third week, well, or the I fourth think the week? The election fraud claim is the foundation for all of that. Listen, we're not going to retry that trial. So let's. let's oh yes, we are. Oh, we are. <laughs> okay. Well, and are you in favor of the censures? You're a Republican, so it has nothing to do with me as a Democrat. I would have voted to censure him, depending Just, on the wording. I think the wording should have been right, very okay. strong, and it should have laid out the case for what he did and how he incited people. But I don't think he incited them to violence. I do think he, he did... You so, know, egg them on, if you will. Okay. Although uh, I yeah, used that I, the other I day, agree. and somebody disliked that word. 
You know, he, he didn't throw water on the fire, enough right. water on the fire. It's, it's not just enough. You're supposed to help quell a fire, not just call 911. Right. Well, he didn't even call 911. All right. Uh, we got two uh, calls coming in and one on the line, so we're getting backed up here. Oh, we got yeah, three this, calls this coming in. The censures of uh, Senator Toomey. Would you vote to censure Senator Toomey? Absolutely not. Okay, because he's a free thinker. He's not in the Trump cult, though, so you realize that. He really isn't. Uh, he's not doing the lemming like I have behavior. no reason to believe that he didn't honestly arrive at the conclusion the president was guilty. If he if he did it out of some motive for personal gain, yes, I would censure him. But out of his conscience, no. And if the Republicans are going to start censuring people for their conscience, I think we as a party have a big problem. Well, and I think uh, if some of the censure motions also call attention to the fact that the uh, Senate trial was illegal and unconstitutional, which that was decided by the U.S. Senate that it wasn't. It was their choice, and they chose to do it. But I think if they had found him guilty or had convicted him, that that would have been appealed to the Supreme Court, and I think it would have been overturned. You think? All right. I do. 1-800-795-9565. We have time for one caller before the break. Uh, that is Van, who has been patiently waiting. He's taken advantage of the fact uh, that uh, we started out uh, talking about vaccines on our show and the uh, pandemic. Van, what's your view on the vaccines? You're getting ready to get your shot. Well, I, just, I have a question. I'm not going to get the shot, obviously, but my question to you is, do they recommend someone that had COVID-19 actually get the shot? Yes. They do recommend that. Yeah. What's, isn't there an immunity that people get by having COVID-19? My understanding is it's only for a short time, like four to, t- four to eight weeks or so of immunity, and then you can get it again. But even with that, you can still contract the disease and spread it to other people, even though you're not suffering from it. So you can still get... Well, that, you know, that can't be right, Mark. If all we get is four... If people get it only have four weeks, how, how can we, who are not getting it but get the vaccine, have a longer period? Well, the potential still exists that individuals who have been vaccinated can still get the virus in them. You still contract right. it. You just don't suffer from it. You don't doesn't turn into a full blown you know dilemma for your body. Your body rejects it, but it takes a little time. And during that time, you can still be contagious. So that's why the vaccine kind of factors into people who've already had it because they can still get infected again and potentially pass it on. They just don't get sick from it. Is that and that's all been and that's all been proven. Oh my gosh! All yeah. of <laughs> all of this yeah. is, is yeah, for, sort of the best sure, the sure. best science available, Van. But you'd have to believe well, a lot I, more in science. Oh, absolutely, man. One of the one of the things why a lot of people are against the vaccine is simply because the, the testing has not been you know done to really prove if there's going to be any long term side effects. Well, how can they test long-term side effects? You need long-term to determine what they are. And, and exactly, that, and that's why this, this whole warp speed operation, that's why we have that. Because normally for a vaccine, you have years and years. It isn't a matter of just coming up with, a, with something to shoot into someone's arm. It's actually vetting it and making sure that it does not have any long-term side effects. So that's, that's what's missing with this vaccine is the testing and that's what makes some people feel very uncomfortable about getting this. And there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of reports, and a lot of the mainstream media doesn't report it, but a lot of deaths due to the COVID vaccine. And I don't know if it's, if the percentage is the same as what it is if you get COVID, but I know Hank Aaron passed away, and there's a lot of people that suspect it was from the vaccine that he got that 
caused him to pass away. I don't think so. I, that's that's an internet rumor. <laughs> well, it, no, Hank Aaron is dead. He is dead. Right, that's, we know that. Right, but the vaccine rumor. didn't kill yeah. him. Yeah, well, how do you know that, Mark? You don't. And again, you're speaking, you know, from a, from a perspective that you don't know the truth, and neither do I. But the the uh, insinuation and and a you know it's a possible a possibility. At the very least, that he died from that. <laughs> okay. And, There's and a possibility. One thing, too, I want to just say this before I get off the line here. But you insinuating that Trump was inciting people prior to the 6th of January. Yeah, well, the, the buildup began. That, that it. Much, well, let me just finish my thought, and I'll get going sure, here. Sure. But the thing of it is, if he really was doing that, then wouldn't have it been a dereliction of duty for the mayor of Washington, D.C., not to have a lot more police there to to be prepared for a possible insurrection if it was so obvious that's what Trump was doing prior to the 6th of January. Yeah, absolutely. In answer to your question, absolutely. Many, many people uh, drop the ball on this in many ways. You know, President Trump incitement is one thing, but tons of people knew this was coming, uh, certainly weeks in advance and necessarily days in advance, and did really essentially nothing to prepare. So uh, you're right. And uh, would they be criminally charged? I don't know. They probably have some immunity, but uh, civilly charged, potentially. But yeah, that's and that's what sort of this idea, the nine eleven type commission idea, would and be I, to really. I do have an answer that. to Van's question before you go. Uh, this is from the Center for Disease Control. They have administered, as of five days ago, over forty one million doses of COVID nineteen vaccine, and they have reports of seventeen eleven hundred and seventy reports of death. That's zero point zero zero three percent among people who received the vaccine. They're not saying that the vaccine gave it to them. They're just saying that they died of COVID having received the vaccine. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's something statistically, you know, it's, there's going to be debates about, you know, what the people died of that died that had COVID, you know, and there's all kinds of conspiracy theories out there concerning that. But I do know firsthand people I've talked to that have worked in hospitals that have told me people that died from pneumonia were written up as COVID-19 deaths. So that is happening as far as that goes. But okay. none of us will know. With, with the way the news media is nowadays, you're, you're just given enough information, and you really don't know the truth. That's, that's where we're living today. All right, okay. we got you. Thank you so much, Thanks, man. Thanks for your truth. Take care. You too, buddy. All right, we'll take the promised break. Uh, we got open phones, 1-800-795-9565. This winter has been brutal, but at least I can still get around in my new all-wheel drive Kia from Sunbury Motors Kia. Sunbury Motors Kia makes getting around easy with the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Kia Serrano. You'll love the new look inside and out. Sunbury Motors Kia has six in stock with 1.9% financing for up to 66 months. 2021 Kia Serrano's start at 31490 That's not the only all-wheel drive Sunbury Motors Kia has to help you get around. The 2021 Kia Sportage is ready for winter adventures and starts at 23464 And there's 23 to choose from. Also, check out the 2021 all-wheel drive Seltos and K5. Remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Let the adventure begin at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Financing through KMF. Warranties and limited powertrain warranty. For details, see dealer or go to Kia.com. All right. 
right, upper right-hand corner. All right, my husband and I got the first shot, and we're scheduled for the second shot, but we both said last night when we heard on the news that the second shot is worse side effects than the first one, we're not sure, we're not sure we're going to get that second shot. Yeah. Well, I've heard the same thing, too, if it's any value to you, and my wife and I are getting the second shot. <laughs> Most of the people that we've talked to who have gotten the second shot have had a day or two of discomfort and flu-like symptoms. But you are also getting the second shot on a Friday, so that it's so I have the weekend, up. right? You have the weekend to recover. <laughs> There's I method to our madness. Very strategic. If I so when I get the first shot, it doesn't. I'll get. I can get that on a Tuesday, but the second one, get that on a Friday, so that I'm laid up at home. Well, not our, feeling 100. percent Our neighbor's getting a second shot. I think tomorrow, so we're able to watch her and see <laughs> see what see happens. How she does. See how she does. The, have you told her she's the guinea pig? <laughs> yeah, in she the is. <laughs> Al, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I think we're losing our freedom of speech. Uh, because every time you bring up that the election was uh, frauded and wasn't a, uh, ran perfectly fair and there was corruption, you kind of get shut down and people are losing their jobs and over you know speaking up what they believe, too. All right. Thank you so much for calling in now. Really yeah. appreciate it. And don't it. call again. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kidding. Come on. Little joke there. There goes, the, there goes the freedom of speech thing. I, I keep right. the wind. Uh, sorry, we couldn't resist. You made it too easy. Well, I'm endeavoring to per- persevere over your comments. Well, I but, think, but, and I think, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Al, the, you the, the, Mike Lindell... No, we can't. That was two hour uh, on uh, the steel. Uh, I saw some so, of it. I didn't. Oh, didn't certainly. I didn't realize it was. Well, I mean, if I hour. never had to see Mike Lindell again, it wouldn't break my heart. Yeah, but he had a two hour special on, and it was on WVW Broadcasting. I don't never heard of that. <laughs> well, it was never on TV. It's, it's, you can look it up, and our election was totally stole from us. I mean, there's no doubt about it when you watch that. The uh, servers were in China. 66% of our votes went over there first, and then all over the rest of the world. And you can you can prove it by forensics, but they don't want to listen to the truth. And they won't give it a chance every time you take it to court. We don't really get to discuss it or bring up a case. It's just thrown out because they don't want to hear it. Uh, where where is this proof? I haven't seen any proof to what you're saying. <laughs> I've heard is. people say it, but I haven't heard I'd seen Mike any proof. Mike has all the proof you need. He did a two-hour uh, documentary t- talking about how the election was stolen. It's been, yeah, of course, yeah, completely dismissed by anybody lot, of. A lot of people, there's a lot of people that agree with him and right. brought well, the evidence. So what, what is what are his what are his qualifications as an investigator? I thought he was a pillow salesman. He does not. He get, well, what are my qualifications as a general contractor? I don't do everything myself. I just I have citizen. people that are qualified come and do it and. My job is to make sure that I get the right person for the job and, well, and uh, get the right results. Al, I'd like to believe. I'd like to believe the election was stolen. I'd like to believe that Donald Trump would, would be back as president of the United States and doing good things and not, not acting badly as he did in the past. I'd like to believe all that, but nobody has shown me any proof, any proof that the election go, was stolen to the point that was stolen that was stolen to the point that it would have turned the turned the results upside down you know yes there were problems yes there were things that should be corrected and looked into but would have it affected the overall result of the election 
I don't think so. Yeah, and I think everything in in uh, the Pillow Man's documentary has been dismissed as either just a conspiracy theory or untrue or having no impact. And as I mean, it's been just widely debunked. Al, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. You get to talk about this freely on this show. <laughs> well, I think I've been cut off. I've been rambling here to myself. But uh, if you watch that programming, you you will know that the facts are there and it's it's just unbelievable and you know at the riots if you take score on the riots it's trump one and the summer riots 300 okay all right well, we got there, i agree with you there's a lot of hypocrisy about that so oh right. my gosh it's terrible and why are the troops still around and going to be around the thanksgiving I think because President Trump created an atmosphere that has not yet subsided. Did you just hear the score? 300 cities lost, uh, businesses burnt down. It, it's hypocrisy to the furthest extent. And the riots are what they said in the summer. Riots are the voice of the unheard. Now, these people... And, not, and you don't want to hear anything I have to say about the thing being stolen and why the troops are there. The troops are there because the trap is already set. Oh, and uh, and this conspiracy theory is the trap is set, and it's going to be sprung, and President Trump is going to... And we're under martial law right now. That's why the troops are in this, there. No, we're not under martial law. <laughs> well, it's a secret martial it law. Might have oh, a secret, secret. Is that like double yeah, secret probation? free speech I was talking about. The conspiracy free speech. Well, and Remember the movie Animal House? Double secret probation. Right. <laughs> all right. That's Thank right. you. And, what, and nobody is telling us why all those troops are there. And they're thinking about sending another thousand. And they're thinking of keeping them there until Thanksgiving. All right. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Al. Very much appreciated. You get an open mic here anytime. You get an open mic here anytime. All right. What do we got to do? Oh, we have to take Rob and then take a break. I am behind, but Rob has been more than patient. Rob, waiting 15 minutes has become more the norm here than the exception, but I'm putting you on ASAP. Then we'll take a break. All right. Thanks. I just want to posit another uh, theory about the people who stormed the Capitol. Okay. Um, I would say that the majority of them were not Trump supporters. And the idea came to me during the Democrats' uh, part of the uh, impeachment process when they said this was just like a dress rehearsal for a foreign entity to come in and take over uh, the White House or take over the Congress building. Um, Have you read Tom Clancy novels? No, but I've seen the movies. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, a lot of that stuff is true. There are foreign spies on our country, in our living in our country. And we also have people who are anarchists who will do anything they can to subvert the government. I believe that they were part of the Black Lives Matter riots, too. They would go in dressed as people who support Black Lives Matter, and then they would instigate the riot. Who gets blamed? The conservatives blame Black Lives Matter. The same thing happened with the the rally for Trump. They went in with all their MAGA gear and everything like that, but they were the ones who were instigating the uh, the charge to the Capitol. I know that sounds like a conspiracy theory, but the Democrats brought it up in their uh, in their uh, part of you know trying to accuse Trump 
of inciting the riot. They were going to go in no matter what Trump said. Your thoughts on that? Well, I think that's very true. You know, if if Trump had done a speech, by the time people were going into the front of the Capitol, Trump was still speaking at the other end of the ellipse. So I think that there was a uh, uh, there's definitely truth to that, because if he had if every word in his speech would be to stand down, stop, be peaceful, go home, just repeating it over and over. The guys that were in front of the Capitol were already there and were ready to go in. They'd been planning it for weeks. You know, these are the Oath Keepers and QAnon people that were were all set and ready to go. They had their planning and their radio and their riot gear and their handcuffs and the gallows was ready. So uh, I, I think it's true that, you know, the, what the president said that day's speech was probably the least important of all of them. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thanks appreciate right. your call. Thanks. Take yep. care. Yep. Appreciate that. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Two lines are open. Two are occupied, and that we hopefully those good patient people will wait. I might as well read the upper right-hand corner. It says, so short. It says, not sure why the D.C. mayor continues to be blamed for a lack of protection of the Capitol. It is federal land and should fall under the executive branch, which was in Trump's control. Thoughts? Well... The Capitol is under the control of Nancy Pelosi. She's got lots of responsibility Ultimately. for maintaining security and, and safety not on of the January Capitol. January sixth. Yeah, she still she does. was okay. So I, I think what happens, and I'm going to exhaust my knowledge on this in a big hurry. I think the D.C. police, the Metro Police, as they call them, and the Capitol Police, and the Park Service, and the uh, private secure—not private, but the uh, government security people that work inside the Capitol—all work together to make sure that all things are safe. So. Yeah, when we talked about the D.C. mayor, she's in charge of what goes on in the streets of the District of Columbia. And Not if she, in the Capitol. Right. If she was ill-prepared, which seems to be the case, uh, that should be, uh, you know, certainly investigated. But within the Capitol, the Capitol Police and, and every, you know, wide range of people knew, and the FBI knew, we know that for a fact, that they knew the day before that this was going to be a huge deal. But there was no rioting in the city of Washington itself, was there, that I heard of. It was just in the Capitol. And the Capital is federal property. I believe you could be now, right. whether they called for backup and the mayor didn't send it, maybe that would be an issue. If they called for backup, like around here, our police back each other up, and that would certainly be a, something I would expect to have happen in Washington if the Capitol Police were overwhelmed and they called for backup from the D.C. Metro Police and they didn't get it, then there's an issue that she's responsible for. But if they did get it and they did call for it, she's off the hook. All right, so hopefully that answers that question. Uh, Joe and I aren't super informed on the interplay between all these police departments, but they all seem to have, uh, could have responded in a greater way. Again, our view, my view anyway. All right, we'll be right back. We've got callers waiting. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, Dennis has waited 10 minutes, which is the limit. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. I want to speak a tiny bit about like our energy independence. You know, this argument going on about uh, closing down the pipeline, you know, the Keystone Pipeline. People say, well, those men can eventually get other jobs during the union. But it's the ripple effect that happened from that. Uh, I saw a program about how, you know, people moved their families from all over the country to work there. So they moved in. The little towns became viable. Now they're showing how the restaurants have to close because there's no customers people moved the school systems have to revamp everything because these families moved in hundreds of kids in the school districts now the school districts has to revamp because it they pulled all the kids out people are leaving 
then this morning I read an article about the, the people that make the pipe for the pipeline. I can't remember if it was Mobile, Alabama, or Louisiana, but they got notices the whole factory's closing down because they, they don't need to obviously make the pipe anymore. There's only, according to this person I was reading, there's only two places in the world that make that size pipe for those kind of things. So there you go. The ripple effect has been amazing. It's not just the workers who are putting the pipeline together, you know? And then you wonder why that all that doesn't go into account when these people think of these things. Then I read an article today that Jen Psaki was asked by one of the reporters at the White House, why did President Biden sign an executive order to, have to let China have access to our electric grid? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't hear that, but it's it's all over the Internet. I why would he allow China to have access to our grid? We don't need nuclear missiles or bombs. Just take down one of our major grids, and that's it for this country. Well, what was the I mean, reason? What was the reason he allegedly did that? I don't know. I, it didn't say. It's just <laughs> that a reporter asked, and Jen Psaki sort of fumbled around and couldn't come up with a straight answer for it. But I, I really need to read into that and understand why would you allow China access to our grid? I can't think of a single reason why you would. I can't, but Joe, it's out there. I mean, I'm telling you, I saw they actually had like a, a picture of the reporter asking. There's, a, I guess, a video clip. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And the other thing is, we talk about look at Texas, our our most oil rich state in the union, put up all these wind turbines. Now half of Texas is out of power because the wind turbines froze up from this weather. Have you read that? Yeah, I read that, and I saw a picture of a helicopter spraying them to try to de-ice them. (laughs) Yeah, with (laughs) Using fossil fuels, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then they're shutting down the refineries to save power. Well, what a ripple effect there. Gas prices are going up as it is, and what's going to happen from that? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just saying... The gas prices since Biden got in there are going up. They're not horrible dramatically, but they've gone up. You know, one of my friends says, yeah, the gas prices are going up faster than a 2 a.m. Biden vote dump. And I says, well, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Democratic emergency ballots being unloaded. All right. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, Yeah, Washington Examiner reported a couple weeks ago, uh, of course, a good conservative newspaper says uh, less than one week into his presidency, Joe Biden has put U.S. security at a risk because of China access to the U.S. electric grid. Biden, who long has accused... uh, uh, blah 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 blah. Potentially dangerous. Yep. Uh, well, it was one of the one of the executive orders. Well, we sir. have one call on and one coming in, so you're blah blah blah. Right. Declared a national <laughs> emergency with respect to the nation's electric grid and prohibited any acquisition or installation of any bulk power electric equipment designed by the Chinese. Uh, but anyway, okay, well, we'll look into that. But that's there's certainly uh, some element of uh, concern that's true there. All right, let me uh, get to the phone. Who's been waiting the Mike, longest? Mike. Mike, and we lost one caller who was waiting, so sorry about that, whomever that was. Uh, Mike, number two. Go ahead, sir. Last caller before a quickie break. You're on the mark. Yes. Long been my opinion that the only people happy about the Biden presidency are Democrats, misguided Republicans, and America's enemies. And I I think that your previous caller uh, really hit the nail on the head that Biden is doing a lot of things that are really putting this country in danger, 
and it's not getting any attention because people are well i say people the mainstream media is still stuck on the uh, impeachment and uh, the hatred of trump but that's not really what i called about actually when i was on hold i, I almost forgot what i called about but in any case mark you had mentioned that for weeks prior to january 6th uh, there were people planning the attack. Did I hear you right when you said that? That's correct, yes. Yep. Okay. And and you might remember that in the immediate aftermath of the January 6th event, I said that the FBI was aware of this. They were warning people not to come. And to me, to me, the real story here is why was this allowed to happen? What do we pay our CIA and our NSA and our security people for to prevent things like this? <clears throat> and it was not prevented. Yeah. And in my opinion, it was allowed to happen. And that is where the real investigation should be. And all this other stuff is smoke. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Well, President Trump is culpable, and he was impeached and tried, and of course, you know the outcome of that. So that's uh, a valid, uh, you know, point of investigation and trial, and of course, acquittal is the outcome. But yeah, you're right. That's that's what we've been asked a, a couple of different ways on this show: is you know why why wasn't more done? Why didn't more investigation happen? Why wasn't there more response? The FBI knew all about this at least a week ahead of time, and then uh, basically confirmed the day. Before before, that this was going to be a converging point for the QAnon people. And what they were planning, you know, we called it an insurrection. The QAnon people didn't really have an insurrection in mind. They just wanted to kill Nancy Pelosi and, and Mike <laughs> Pence if he didn't do Well, what? they came but terribly pre- ill-prepared to do that. I mean, none of them had guns. No, the only well, person got shot got shot there, by so cop. That, that, <laughs> you're not allowed to that. break into the place either, Mark, but they did it. Well, you have to get there, you know, and so I guess they figured that, anyway, oh, guns weren't a big part of it. They were hoped to force their way in, and which they were able to do. Well, you know, I agree with you know everything that you've just said. But the reality is, in the immediate aftermath, the FBI said we didn't know anything. That was the original original story, and we all know that the first lie that gets told is the one that mainly sinks into the public's mind. So even that first lie, in my mind, was contrived. And again, this just goes right back to the idea that people cannot trust their government to do the right thing. And that is one of the reasons why we're having all of this violence on both sides. And, you know, mainly up to this point, it's mainly been on the left, but there is violence on both sides. And it's because there's an extreme distrust of our government. And the left likes to come back and say, well, you know, Trump made these accusations and his supporters made these accusations, but they were all shot down by the courts. Well, has anybody looked where they like uh, two to one courts, you know, two Democrats to one Republican on each of these courts? Because everything is partisan basically at every level. So nobody has any trust in anything. And that's all I have to say with this rant this morning. All right. Okay, well, thank thanks, you. Mike. And I know some people say, and I'm going to repeat what they say, that some of the courts that rejected the frivolous appeals or the fraud claims or all this were conservative courts, and some of which were judges that were President yeah. Trump's appointed. 
appointees, uh, and one going all the way back to a, a judge who was appointed by President Reagan. So um, I think, you know, I, there obviously was no steal. The stop the steal, hopefully, issue will res- will dissolve. But, of course, President Trump isn't going to go away. He still firmly believes in his important policies, and so he's still around. Okay. Hey, we want to talk about the Sunbury Motor Company. We want you to do exactly what I'm doing. Talk to Kyle about your next Ford F-150. I gave him all the specifications for mine. I'm picking one up for Rob as well, which is going to have two rows of seats. Uh, so Daisy's got all kinds of good space in the back seat. And that there's going to be an opportunity for him uh, and his lovely bride uh, to go to all the many places they like to go. Joe's got the Lincoln Navigator on hold that I placed on, uh, they ordered there. Uh, it has uh, also three rows of seats. So all those grandkids, once they're allowed to actually see them, there'll be room to haul them. And uh, I'm buying for my lovely bride a Kia Telluride. It is a vehicle with uh, just all the wonderful accoutrements. Uh, Consumer Reports loves it. And we're going to have to get a Hyundai as well because we've got to have four of these vehicles ordered. So we'll give that to uh, Ben. Four vehicles. Okay. We're going to buy them up. But that's what I've done. But you can do that too. Order vehicles. You can check out the inventory of hundreds of Ford, Lincoln, Kia, and Hyundai that's online or the pre-owned inventory. And you can do all of this online. And uh, you don't have to see Kyle or Jeff or Ernie or Austin or Jason. You can deal with them online and then purchase online right from your home, safe and sanitary, and you'll be just one of uh, the millions of people that have left the Sunbury Motor Company saying, I'm a happy customer. This winter has been brutal, but at least I can still get around in my new all-wheel drive Kia from Sunbury Motors Kia. Sunbury Motors Kia makes getting around easy with the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Kia Serrano. You'll love the new look inside and out. Sunbury Motors Kia has six in stock with 1.9% financing for up to 66 months. 2021 Kia Serrano's start at 31490 That's not the only all-wheel drive Sunbury Motors Kia has to help you get around. The 2021 Kia Sportage is ready for winter adventures and starts at 23464 And there's 23 to choose from. Also, check out the 2021 all-wheel drive Seltos and K5. Remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Let the adventure begin at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Financing through KMF. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see dealer or go to Kia.com. Here we go. we got time for two minutes each. So we'll start with Stan, who's been waiting a sizable length of time. Good morning, Stan. Two minutes. Good morning. Uh, on January, uh, evidently there's four uh, members of the... House Republicans, the ranking members on four committees, that have sent a letter to Ms. Pelosi about what she knew, why she didn't uh, bolster the security in the, in, the, in the Capitol, because on January 4th, the Capitol Hill Police Chief, that's what they're putting in their letter, requested National Guard backup, was denied by the the Sergeant-at-Arms in the House, because he answers to Pelosi, so Pelosi denied it. And then the next day on the 7th, after the insurrection or riot or whatever you want to call it, she lied about what the police chief said. She said he never contacted them about what was going on. But that was a lie because at 536 and 625 is in the letter. He still, he called and told them the situation and still requested again. 
for National Guard backup, and they said they had to run it up the chain of command, which stops at Nancy Pelosi. Stan, I'm going to stop you there. It's obviously in your remarks, Nancy Pelosi's culpable, and so we'll stipulate that. Do you think a 9-11 type commission would uncover that and make it clearer to everyone? The only thing that happens in these big commissions are is people get paid good big money and they never come up with any solutions. So I don't okay. think it'll do any good. No, okay. You know, the, the FBI supposedly, you know, knew about all this stuff was maybe going to happen. They had intelligence, like your previous callers have said. What are we paying them for if they're not going to put that information out to the people that need to know the information? Right. Some people Fair drop enough. the ball. There's no argument there. Uh, yeah, because we're finding out that there was tons of conversation about this, and people had permits in front of the Capitol also, but nobody was prepared for that. All right. Thank well, you, Nancy Stan. Nancy Pelosi thank you so just much blamed for... the Republicans for trying to <laughs> d- deflect. But as you've pointed out, she's in charge of the Capitol Police, so there's, right. there's a missed opportunity there. Chris, what's your view on all this? Yeah, Good morning. She's not in charge of the National Guard. Okay. Gotcha. But... <laughs> And, and that has to go through the Defense Department, where a lot, bunch of Trump lackeys were put in place right before the, or since the election. Okay. So Biden put Trump lackeys uh, in, huh? Well, how about that? That's no, since since the no. election, that's November, Joe. <laughs> Come on. Get ahead on. Work with Now, us. what I'm calling about is the electrical grid nonsense. Thank you. That's just a complete BS thing, because that executive order was signed January 16th of this year. He did it right before he left office. So this was just something he threw in there. And then, oh, Biden's going to rescind it, and look how terrible he is. And what was the nature of it? How did it control? It was that you can't use any Chinese-produced uh, equipment in your electrical grid supplies. Okay. You can't make any orders from China. Okay. And I was just his anti-Chinese and trying to connect China and Biden, and he just, you know, it, well, it's worked. it worked. He, he did it on the 16th. It wasn't necessary for the four years of his administration, except for the last two weeks, and then he put it in. It worked, though. He did it. And, Biden. It's, a, and it's suspended for. <laughs> yeah, it's working. It's a political trick. That's all it is. That's what I'm saying. And also, Biden's done to suspend a bunch of those orders he put in in the last month to uh, suspend them for 90 days or 100 days in some cases so they can take a look at them and see what they really are. Okay. All right, we got you. Chris, thank you so much for calling in. Well All said. Right. Take care, buddy. He's never done anything in two <laughs> minutes. That's a miracle. Uh, down here, right here, right here. Right here. Uh, the House Republicans are asking Pelosi questions about why there wasn't enough security when the Capitol Police chief asked for the National Guard support twice. Two days. Oh, two days the before January the January 6th. 6th event. She won't answer those questions. Why? All right. Well, she'll have to answer when they have the Inquisition. Well, she probably won't want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She's going to oppose it because it's going to unveil her lack of action, right? Right. To be continued. Folks, we're going to enjoy open phones tomorrow and Bob Buner calling in. This is WKOK Sunbury.